You're listening to Brazen Bookworms on Righteous Reading Rebellion, a reformed book snob's journey in musings through all things romance. Some language may not be safe for all ears. Frequent usage of sarcasm may occur. Thanks for joining me on episode two of Brazen Bookworms Unrighteous Reading Rebellion. I am so happy to have you here with me. This past week has been a chaos of emotions. The podcast launch was nerve-wracking, and I really want to thank everyone who shared, commented, and reached out. It really does mean a lot to me to have all of that support when I'm starting something that's so new and um, quite a bit terrifying. I rode the high of this podcast for a couple days, and um, then the, the shit really hit the fan here in the U.S. Uh, I really had no plans to get political on this, and I still will try really hard to keep this all on target, I promise. But um, last week's decision by the Supreme Court hit a lot of people really, really hard. Um, I had things all planned out for what I wanted to chat about today, because um, I'm a planner. It's what I do. And then all of these different thoughts and ideas kept bombarding me. And uh, the brain squirrels had a lovely game of tug of war uh, with all of the topics running through my head. Um, had really awesome ideas that quickly got detoured, derailed, and run over by other ideas. Um, and there was definitely seemed to be a common thread in the rope holding it all together. So bear with me. I'm going to weave the concepts of all of these things, community, um, the wonderful world of my TBR, book band-aids, and last week's shit show together. And hopefully at the end, it will all make sense. I touched in episode one on how romance books became my escape during the pandemic when it all started. And this past weekend and early this week, it became my solace and that emotional band-aid once again. Uh, I spent much more time in groups and a lot less time on the regular timelines and social feeds. And I read a lot and I edited a lot, which was really wonderful. And I wrote a lot because writing for me is really cathartic, um, allows me to get out a lot of thoughts and, and things on paper. And I'm one of those people that when things bother me, I write it down. Even if I have no plans to publish it anywhere, I'll, I'll write it down. And then sometimes I'll just delete it. Sometimes I'll save it. Sometimes I'll share it with small groups of people. Um, and some of that reminded me more and more of why these book band-aids have been such a key part of my life for the last two plus years. Um, I needed to sink myself into something with that HEA again, that happily ever after. I needed someplace I could go to know that everything was going to work out beautifully, perfectly, and as planned. And I needed to be with people who understood my frustration and my anger and my hurt, but also knew how to pull me from that and help me find some other focus. So... There was enough chatter and conversation in the book groups that I felt seen and heard and understood and informed, but it was kind and it was much more of a community vent session than a judgy scream fest because I was seeing enough judgy scream fests everywhere else. Um, I didn't want that in the groups because I didn't need that. It, it wasn't doing anybody any good. Um, it wasn't making any headway or progress, and it was just becoming more and more frustrating. Um, more on why I think that is towards the end of the episode. But for now, I want to dive into a little bit of that uh, element I talked about, that TBR, uh, that to be read. Um, how that really started to focus me a little bit and take my mind from the chaos of, of everything else that was out there. 
I needed to find the variety available to escape real life for a while. Not that I didn't want to deal with it. Not that I didn't think it was important, but I really needed to replenish my emotional well before I decided to dive into something else that was going to be emotionally chaotic. Um, and I focused on the conversations in those bookish groups that were still focused mainly on books, authors, tropes, um, and I got motivated to find my next read. I had a little bit of a break in arcs. Um, I got a new one that hit today, but I had a little bit of a break in between. Um, so that was a really good opportunity for me to find something in my backlist. Not necessarily a binge, maybe a single book, but something that would hold my attention and um, keep me occupied and dive me down another well of emotional restoration rather than emotional depletion. And I spent some time poring over my TBR, um, and that that's that's not insignificant. It was significant time not reading or writing, but it was still for me really time well spent. So, right, let me tell you a little bit about my TBR. We I know we all have them. If we're you're bookish, you have a TBR somewhere. It's either written down someplace or you have a, maybe a spreadsheet. Um, or for me. I keep screenshots of things on my phone in a special gallery that I have named Audrey 2. And if you're familiar with musical theater, if you're familiar with Little Shop of Horrors, you know Audrey 2. Well, I named it Audrey 2 because I just keep feeding it and it keeps growing and growing and becoming more demanding for even more books. So my gallery in my phone for my TBR is named Audrey 2. And it kind of makes me giggle every time I talk about it or look at it, which in turn makes me even happier. So I, I did a deep dive into Audrey 2, and I wandered through the screenshots on my phone and was increasingly amused and amazed at the number of different authors and genres and tropes that were stashed side by side in this gallery. Everything from suspense to small town, dark romance, LGBTQ+, spinning the whole gamut of, of different tropes, of um, different genres, of different styles and brand new authors versus authors with um, these huge in-depth backlists. And it was really cool to see. I don't have any organization in there. I don't break the folder down into those subgenres of suspense or dark or small town contemporary um gay romance the, the genres are all mixed in with everything else just like the tropes are all mixed in with everything else from second chance forced proximity brother's best friend fake relationship workplace romance enemies to lovers friends to lovers they're all there side by side creating this beautiful world of joy and okay there's some angst in there you can't talk about dark romance and some small town without having angst in there. But then there's rom-coms, which are just wonderful little ways to infuse so much joy. And I was so happy to see all this next to each other. And I um, <laughs> didn't even pick something to read from there. <laughs> I had this huge TBR. And my next read, um, I spent so much time looking through the TBR that I didn't actually pick something to read before the next arc came in. I did dive into editing. Like I said, I did dive into some writing. Um, I prepped some new blog posts and um, 
wrote some new posts for the my Facebook and Instagram and um, tried to plan a couple of TikToks. I don't know if they're going to happen or not. I don't know if I'm going back down that rabbit hole, but either way, I didn't choose anything from the TBR. I did take a couple things off the TBR that I had read and hadn't realized I had put on there, so I deleted those because now I've read them. Um, so that deleted a couple, made the T-bar a little smaller. Um, Audrey, too, was a little skinny, so then I had to go back into the groups and replenish and feed Audrey, too, again. And, um, yeah, fell down another little rabbit hole of what's everybody reading? What's coming out next? It's almost July. What's going to be added to everybody's July TBR? Um, so it gave me a little chance to uh, pull myself back from other things and I found some things on in Audrey too that I may never actually read. I might, I might get to them, and I might not, um, because there's authors in there. The majority of the authors I've added in the last, I want to say, year to eighteen months, uh, were recommended by other readers um, or other authors, whereas the ones before that were more from. Um, Kindle splash screens that came up when I opened my Kindle to read something else or an Amazon ad like a sponsored ad when I was searching for certain books or something that came across Facebook as an ad but the more recent ones are all ones that have been recommended by people I have a connection to uh, and those are probably the books that I'm going to dive into first rather than going back to books that um, were just kind of random recommendations I'm probably going to spend more time on the books that came from people that I'm somehow connected to. And I think there's something really deep in that. Um, when I first started reading, everything looked cool. Everything looked good. And I didn't know who anybody was. And as I created more connections, I found out that there were specific styles that I liked better, specific writers that I liked better, um, and then I started to form connections with the readers who liked the same ones. So I do find a lot more of my reads now from those bookish buddies in the groups. Um, and they tend to be the ones I go to more often. So there's a couple of sources if you're curious about where I find them. So one is book groups. And then certain book groups have these really wonderful um ways to build your TBR within the group, like uh, What Are You Reading Wednesday? Uh, so I can duck into a group to see what the people in that group that love what I already love because they're reading the same things I'm already reading, whether it's a specific author or a specific style, what they're recommending, what they're currently reading and what they're saying about it. And some books will come up over and over and over again. Those are the ones I'm like, okay, if I'm looking at what you're reading Wednesday and five people are saying they're reading the same book and they're loving it, that's definitely going on my TBR because I know I'm going to love it. So that was kind of a nice little way to, to sink into things this morning before I started recording and filling up, <laughs> replenishing Audrey too. So the other way I found myself um, kind of escaping my head this past week, uh, I needed seriously funny moments. I needed the snort, laugh, spit, take, um, pull over to the side of the road uh, <laughs> moments that I can only find in certain audiobooks. I needed to not find something that was going to make me cry. I needed to find something that wasn't going to make me angry. Something that was really, really low angst, but 
but just enough to create the humor. So I decided to dive into a new audiobook, and instead of finding something to read from the TBR, I grabbed the audiobook of something I had just finished reading and started listening to that and found myself falling beautifully into the cadence of the narrator's voices. Reliving the book that I've already read and absolutely loved through their voices and through their intonation was so perfect to take my mind off everything because I don't know if you're like me when I'm driving someplace, if I don't have someone specific to talk to that, um, my kids, they don't want to talk to me in the car. They put their headphones on their earbuds in and they're lost in their own little world. So if I'm not driving somewhere with my husband or a friend or you know, my sister or something where we're going to have a conversation, I'm putting on an audiobook because otherwise my brain squirrels are going to focus on all the things I don't want to focus on. Sometimes I need to. Sometimes I'm planning what I'm going to teach that night. Sometimes I'm running through all the things I was supposed to do that day that I didn't. Sometimes I'm running through what I have to do tomorrow and how I'm going to put all the things I didn't do into the things I'm going to do tomorrow. Sometimes I'm deciding what I can just say, screw it. I'm not going to do it. That's coming off the list. Hoping that I remember that later. But sometimes I just need to not have my brain focused on those things. And the best way to do that's with an audiobook. So I dove into Kaylee Loring's newest Brody Brothers audiobook, um, Good Vibrations. And I, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm reliving certain things and I'm laughing just thinking about them. And I know you can't hear what's going through my head, but if you like audiobooks, if you need a laugh, you got, you've got to grab these audiobooks. Um, even if you've never read the books, grab them because these are those snort laugh, um, spit take, uh, you know, I should know better. I shouldn't be driving when I'm listening to these because I start laughing so hard. Sometimes I'm crying and then I'm like, okay, I'm an adult here. I have to focus on the road. So I have to listen with the, you know, contemplation of let's be safe, but that same contemplation of, I need this pure mind candy escape. And that's exactly what these were providing. So maybe when I'm done with this, because I know I'm about to get into some things that are a little bit heavier, I might have to sit down and, and listen to some audiobook here. Um, or maybe dive into a, um, the new arc that I got today. Or write a little bit, because back to what I mentioned earlier about that community event session. That was so much better than the judgy scream fests. When I got back home after I taught, so drove to work, listened to a great audiobook, taught, was awesome. Two hours of teaching some of the best kids that I've ever been around. Um, and then driving home with the audiobook and then sat down and got back online and started to dive back into more of the, the hurt and the ramifications and the, the judgment and the cries for help and the chaos and here we go so in my experience and i know it's my experience is limited to my life and my friends and this is my experience in my opinion romance novels are typically read by people mostly women there are some wonderfully enlightened romance reading dudes out there um 
I've met them. I've talked to them. They're incredible. I appreciate their opinions and their outlooks and their input so much. Um, but on the whole, romance novels are read mostly by women. And they understand the intricacies of relationships and that part of that relationship is sex. And I know people take that element as an opportunity to call romance trashy, anti-woman, misogynistic. Um, that is honestly the furthest, furthest thing from what I've found. The romance novels that I read, that I've found, include very clear expressions of love. They may start as insta-lust, they may start as slow burn build, but there are definite expressions of love built in through every story. And the authors that I love to read create these beautifully empowering and empowered female characters who express very clearly by the end of the book, if not from the very beginning, what they want. They're respected, they're taken care of because they find the ways to express who they are and what they want. And they're supported by other characters who find joy in empowering them to get what they want, what they need, and what they deserve. And because of that, some of that is taken care of in the bedroom, out of the bedroom, um, through their own actions and through others' actions. And these characters, in turn, create strong role models through their careers, through their family situations, for characters that come after them, as well as readers. I love an author who can create a character that forces the men in their lives to step up their games and not just in the bedroom. I love an alpha protector hero. I love a cinnamon roll that does not in the books that I read and love translate to toxic masculinity, to control freaks, to misogynists. It translates to men who understand that the women they love have their own strengths their own personalities, their own views and opinions, their own lives, and body autonomy. The books I love have a clear concentration and dive into consent. The men want to take care of the women in their lives because they value them as human beings. And those of us who read those books look for those traits in others as well. Yes, it's a fantasy that we dive into for reading. <laughs> Hell yeah, it's a fantasy we dive into for reading. That's why we love it. But do we hope that the partners that we attract and settle down with exhibit some of the qualities of our book boyfriends? Uh, yeah, hell yeah to that too. We do. But more so, being a romance reader, finding other romance readers and groups that give us a safe place to express our thoughts on body autonomy, about finding partners who value our opinions, who trust us to make decisions, who support us in the decisions we make, that is what is so important to me in the groups that I find, the friends that I find, and the connections that I make. Now, do the authors we love write about sex? Yep. Do they write about the outcomes of sex? Yep. Do they look at all of these options and opportunities and explore them and then present them in their books? Yep. They sure do. Look at all the secret baby, unexpected pregnancy, single parent books out there. And I know it's not a trope everyone loves. It took me a while to get into some of it. And it took some really 
um, solid writing and solid authors and discussions and some of the book groups to get me there too. That's 100% okay. If secret baby, unplanned pregnancy, whatever's not your thing, completely understand. But I love the way the authors that I read approach those situations with respect, with kindness, and with a lack of judgment. And the bookish friends I know who read them approach the stories the same way. And we talk about them. We talk about the lacks of contraception in some of the books that we read and how that leads down the path of the storyline. We talk about how there's no 100% method of contraception, that things happen. And then we talk about how the characters work their way through their options and find solutions. I love the conversations that I saw in groups that were spurred on by the recent Roe versus Wade overturning. They weren't about the decision, but they were. They were about realistic sexual expectations. They were about double standards in social media and societal constructs. I even saw conversations about different methods of birth control, how they work, and people's personal experiences with them. Conversations that can sometimes be really uncomfortable in person or in the wrong setting were happening with zero judgment in book groups. They were happening with support and honesty and realism. Conversations I found myself having trouble having with my gynecologist were happening in book groups. And I felt comfortable joining the conversation. How weird is that? How wonderfully, amazingly beautiful is that? It's okay. Quick drink of water. That was a lot. So <laughs> how does it all tie together? Okay, I told you, brain squirrels, total derailment. In my mind, it all comes back together for being about that community. I read books for an escape, and then I find the community to discuss. So for me, it's about seeing and understanding why and when people need to immerse themselves in reality, and why and when we need to escape it, and how we do that. It's about a mutual love and an appreciation for a genre and a medium that gives us that space to do this. It's about book buddies and book band-aids and being brave in our choices of what we do and what we discuss and how we deal with it and who we choose to share that information with and how they help us through it. So if you're still with me, I'm going to invite you to take a really deep breath and know that there's a community who gets it. And there's a community that sees you and hears you and understands you and wants to be there with you. Whether you need the time to vent, whether you need the time to step back, whether you need the resources that this amazing group of people have the support, whether you need to just deep dive into someone else's Audrey too, to find the escape. I encourage you to reach out, to say your piece, to get the feedback, to feel the support, to find the emotions so that you can build yourself back up to go do the things that you need to do 
and that you want to do and that you have to do and that you do them with the strength and the encouragement and maybe even a little bit of the fear that you have the support for. You can message me anytime. If you don't know how to find me, I'm going to tell you all the ways you can find me. And you can vent to me any way you want to. I have a thick skin. And even if you want to preface it with, I don't agree with you, but, because I get a lot of that too. And that's okay. I will listen. I will read. I will hear you. I will reply. I, I'm trying very hard with all of this to respond versus react. So if you don't get an immediate reply from me, it's because I'm pulling together that response versus that reaction. Because I find when we respond to people and we hear people and let them know that we're being heard, just like I'm asking you to hear me, that we find that response creates that communication versus the wall. I don't want a wall. We need to have communication. So we need those responses. So here's how you find me. You can find me on the blog, brazensblog.com, B-R-A-Y-Z-E-N-S-B-L-O-G.com. You can find me on Facebook at Brazen's, Brazen Bookworms, Unrighteous Reading Rebellion. That's a Facebook page. I do not have a group right now. I'm working on it, but I have the page. You can find me on Instagram. Again, Brazen Bookworm. Um, and it's B-R-A-Y-Z-E-N-B-O-O-K-W-Y-R-M. Bookworm. W-Y-R-M. Because I'm weird. Uh, I like all the Ys. Uh, and let me know what you're feeling. Find the podcast post on my Facebook page. <laughs> Excuse me. On my Facebook page. And um, I'm getting a little bit emotional here at the end, so... And comment. Be kind. That's my rule. If you're not kind, I will hide and delete your post and I will remove you from the page. Be kind. If you're not sure if something you want to post is kind, <laughs> message me first and I'll let you know. If it's not kind, I'll say, hmm, nope, that's not going to fly on my page. Find another way to say it or don't say it at all because we're going to go by that golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. If it's not kind, don't say it. And if you say something and somebody responds in unkindness, I will treat them the same way. I know that this is a hot button topic, so you can discuss that. If you want to just jump over and say, hey, I listened and I love what you had to say. I don't have anything else to say, but... Um, what are your favorite books that you're reading right now? I'm happy to respond to that too. If you want to pop over and say, you know, I'd really like to get your opinions on this topic. I'd love to hear that too. Because I'm putting together a nice list of topics. And while I have a small list to start with, I'm always going to expand that list. So come on over and just say hi. Let me know what you're thinking. You can message me if you don't want to put a comment on there. That's perfectly fine. Um, that's pretty much what I've got for you today. Uh, trying to leave you guys on a, on a high note. I am not going to sing. <laughs> That's not going to happen on here.
Not yet, anyway. But the high note I'm going to leave you on is thank you for joining me again. I'm really looking forward to connecting with you, whether it's through the podcast, through the blog, through Facebook or Instagram, through the groups. I'm glad that you're part of my world. I'm glad that you're here listening with me. And I cannot wait to connect with you again.